I'm Will. And I'm Deanna. And welcome to the Couples Therapy Podcast. So hey, this is season two of the podcast. New song, new intro, new themes, new ideas. But the same old same when it comes to me and Dee. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you everyone that is still with us. Uh, after a long break, we took a break. Yeah. We had a lot going on. We needed to take a break. Ready to hit the ground running with some fun stuff. So, what you got for us today, Will? (laughs) I kind of wish you hadn't (laughs) kicked it over to me for fun stuff. Um, I just, I thought uh, instead of taking on one theme for a long period of time, we could kind of tackle, uh, not tackle, but address something that's going on in the day. Yes. Um, and it just, for, I think everyone kind of around the country, at least in the world, for sure, I would imagine as well, felt a little something this week, um, when Anthony Bourdain died and, uh, just the, the public, uh, discourse surrounding, uh, depression and suicide after that. Cause you know, when... Which you is had not, two people in the same week. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it is two something that happens every every day, sadly. Um, yeah, 22 veterans commit suicide a day. Yeah. Uh, and so it's unfortunate what does tend to spur these conversations, but it's interesting that they happen. And just uh, going throughout your day, overhearing conversations of different sets of people from different walks of life and how they view uh, a person of that stature taking their own life. So I wanted to talk about that. Okay. What do you want to talk about about that? I don't want to monologue about it. I want to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) So I find it interesting that um, everyone has to give their two cents. Like, I totally understand people who have opinions about it or thoughts about it or whatever, who, like, generally do have those feelings and thoughts. Um, But there's also always those people who just, like, throw in, like, random ways of it um, addressing their their mission in life. Does that make sense? Like whenever there's like, um, not necessarily with this, with like, uh, addressing their mission in life, addressing their, uh, like their, you know how some people are like one issue people. Yeah. Yeah. And then anything that happens in culture, they like somehow spin it back around to their one mission. Find how it is related to their, their one, their passion. Yes. Their thing. Yeah. Um, I saw a lot of that this week and it was really interesting to me. Yeah, there is a lot of that. That's interesting. What um, what's that? What did, why do we like to find those patterns? I think people are just trying to relate to it, mm, it's and it's there. like, well, I'm really passionate about this, so therefore, this is my path to empathy. This, yes, 
Mm. Maybe, maybe it's their path to empathy, but maybe it's also just like, I really, maybe I, I want to care about this because a lot of people seem to care about this and be affected by this. Like I saw with, you know, obviously with everyone kind of having this, this national dialogue around suicide this week, um, which is something I deal with, you know, day in, day out. Mm. Uh, it was interesting to see one people's just misconceptions about it were unbelievable and really frustrating. (laughs) Um, but then for the other people, just to be sharing the hotline and telling people that they're there for them. I loved that. I thought that was beautiful part of the conversation. But Mm. then, like I said, there's these outliers that are just like, I've got to figure out a way to connect to this, but I don't really know how, and maybe I want to care, but I don't really care. Or I don't know. It's interesting. It's, it's like, it's like the weather. It be, it becomes the other thing you talk about to strangers in addition to the weather. So you don't have to say, hey, it's hot outside. It's, oh, isn't it terrible that so-and-so committed suicide? Insert trite, overused phrase. And so, like, there are these passing conversations that are really nothing, but they perpetuate these ideas for the people around them. You know? Because yeah. people don't mean anything. Like, well, I, I don't know. For instance, I was at the store and I was checking out and that exchange kind of happened uh, after Bourdain. Uh-huh. And um, I forget, it was, it was, uh, it was oh, it's so sad to pick a uh, permanent solution to temporary problems. Right, which is a very trite phrase that's used a lot around suicide. And so for me, I was standing back there and I was just like, I don't think that's what happened at all. You know, like that's a gross misunderstanding of where someone is. And well, as a gross misunderstanding, it's a gross generalization of where someone might be, I should say. Sure. Uh, Yeah. And so. I mean, you know how I feel about that phrase. Like someone who's really struggled with uh, depression, this is not a temporary problem. Is a problem no, we've been dealing with in, typically for out. years and years, day in, day out. Mm. And I obviously don't want anyone to commit suicide, but I also do very much understand where someone can, can be at in, in, in that space. So I hate that. I hate that little saying. It drives me nuts. But Yeah. I uh it's also kind of I don't know, it's it's weird because we're all protecting each other, you know? So you see someone tweet or exchange one of these sayings on social media and then someone kind of comes at them for it, you know? Uh, and it's, it's just an attempt to speak up for what's being ignored, but it's... But but then oh, then there ends up all these bickering it's on the bickering on yeah. threads, yeah, which is why I never say anything to people unless it's a one on one conversation. Like, if that had happened to me at the grocery store, no lie, yeah, I would have been like, yeah, you know, that's that's interesting. That's probably not what it was, and I would have said, given him a little bit, just just a quick two sentences about like a little bit of awareness, a little bit of education. Yeah. And you know what? If that makes me like a know-it-all weirdo, that's fine, because <laughs> because you know what? He probably won't ever say it again. I'm just yeah. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to either. It's not a. I just wanted to pay for my juice, man. I know. <laughs> uh, 
But no, I I I for Drink sure didn't want to get into it because uh, I'm not a therapist, and so then I have to get all vulnerable <laughs> to talk about it because you know it's uh, it's just it's interesting. There was just a lot of really everyone is an expert about everything when it comes to social media. I know, know it's so which is not. I'm just saying it's what we do. Like I'm not above it. I'm probably in oh, some I'm guilty form doing of it right all now. kinds of stupid things on social media. It's for just, sure. it's, um, I like to observe these odd things that we do. And that's one of those things where we're all, we're like, this is the th- a thing I know about, or this ties into something I really know about, like you were saying. And then we talk about things really quickly just to have had an opinion without really thinking about how that works or stopping to think hey is my opinion the opinion or just an opinion sure (laughs) yeah um like the i had a a friend talking about how you know kind of tied this into a lot of other issues um mental health and shootings and uh, his solution, it was, it was, you know, this is a, a lot, a lot, a lot, can't talk, uh, <laughs> a loss of value of life issue from like removing a religion from society. Basically, we need more God in school and public settings, you know, well, I'm used to those kinds of statements. What's weird for me is those are, uh, they're, they're, you can't argue against them. You know what I mean? Like you can't, when someone is arguing, hey, people should use more uh, like Jesus. Yeah, you can't be the person that's like, well, m- maybe not. Maybe that's Just, not the issue. Right, maybe that's not the issue because then people say, are you saying we don't need more Jesus? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. You're like, no, you're like, I'm really not saying No, I think we could all use more Jesus and be more like Jesus. The world would be a better place if we were all more like Jesus. But it's just, it's a weird, anyway, it's a weird generalization. It's a weird way to tie in so many other issues because you have, you have religious right wing nut jobs that commit mass shootings and Christians get abortions. I mean, you know, like, people that have kept religion deeply within them still do the things that we think, oh, if we were, we had more religion, we wouldn't do this. Right. If, yeah. If, and well, and that, is, that specific thing that was said was more of, what was it? Um, if... Um, if people believed more in consequences in their like eternal consequences, they'd be less likely to harm other people. So what you mean? Yes. Um, that's a little crazy town to me. Well, it's, Ooh, that's a judgment and I'm sorry. Um, no, I mean, it's, it's a theology. That's true. It is a theology. It does not. It's a theology. Yes, that if we feared the consequences of of hell, basically, that we would... We'll try not to go. Right. 
Right. Right. I mean, that's that's the that's the as opposed to I want to like live more like Christ and closer to God and be a better human being. But that doesn't even make sense to me in this instance because it's like if you're suicidal, like you're not you're not thinking about any of that. You just don't want to be here. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, we super hardcore fundamental religious people would think about that. <clears throat> but I wonder, I truly wonder if that ever keeps the fear 100%. of hell. If it ever keeps it. thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. So if you're struggling with depression every day, day in, day out, and you can't find a way to or reason to live, but you've got that one. Like I might burn forever if I do this. You know, might it might be enough for a couple decades. That might cause you to act out in other ways. You know. Okay, but but. So it's it's yeah. a, I mean I get it it's a theology, but I'm curious like where does that come from like where does that idea that our entire like all that we are and all that we should be and everything should be wrapped up in fear of hell I mean that's a big I understand this is a big discussion because that's a it's a pretty big theology for a lot of people. Okay, so this is going to sound... I don't know how... I don't mean this with any judgment. But this is going to sound weird. Um, it's like... It's if... To me, it feels like if you... If someone took the gospel, found the gospel, read it, understood it, and then taught it to a class. And the cool kids in the back that were smart, but like smart enough to not have to like pay it to me, like smart enough to not really be paying attention, but can catch it and are taking notes. It's the gospel that kid ends up with. How? So it's like, <clears throat> you see, oh, the Bible is this thing. So you have the Old Testament where this is there was this group of people that believed in the God of the Old Testament. And then something was broken. It was fixed through Jesus. And that's where we get the New Testament. And through Jesus, we're fixed. But that message becomes like, through salvation, you have eternal life. Which is really life, life more abundantly. Like we got, we took the part about a potential afterlife and made it everything instead of part of the thing. And so once it became not about the kingdom of heaven mentality now, but about the actual kingdom of heaven later, the other option then became very, very important. The other option being hell. Yes. And so then it's, I'm sinner, broken, eternally lost, but saved through grace to eternal life 
becomes I'm sinner, broken, eternally lost, saved through faith from eternal hell. Then again, how does it get to if I... I get where the fear of hell comes from. I mean, that makes sense, that trajectory. Mm -hmm. But um, how does it get to if I do these things, whether it's commit any sin, whatever, that that that's going to send me to hell? Any sin? Um. Yeah, well, the the issue is it's the unrepentant one. Like that's like if you want to talk about what'll get you to hell. Uh, it de- a it depends on how important that is to you. the The elevation of hell and the avoidance of it. Um, Doesn't that amplify? Amplifies the fear or how you deal with that thing. So is it because it's never being well I can't say that because I don't know how other people deal with it like for me it wasn't it was never like all of these cumulative things will send me to hell it was like I'm gonna I'm doing something I need to figure out whatever it is I'm doing with joy that I shouldn't be doing and then stop doing that and then stop wanting to do that and so it was to find every impulse (laughs) <laughs> and like crush it to become something that someone that didn't have to worry about it anymore. Like they didn't have to worry about whether or not you were going to go to heaven or hell. Yeah. Like it wasn't about accepting or believing in Jesus or anything. Like that was understood. Right. Cause you believed in Jesus. So that yeah, was understood was the, and that was, it was implied. The, it was the, it was the next steps. Sure. That's interesting. But I did, I, I did see, you know. But that's weird because, like, everything is wrong, you know? So everybody's doing too much. You know what I mean? Doing too much? What do you mean? Well, like, drinking was a sin. Sure. So, you know, like, you go to the, all of your friends are off at the lake, you know? And you're like, man, they should really stop doing that. Not because, like, their liver's. Or they might drive later and put people in danger. It was, what if they died? Right. That repenting of this uh, partiness they like. <laughs> it's weird when you like people. <laughs> yeah. You know, because it's, yeah. it's interesting to come up with like these codes of like what you can and can't do as a kid. Because when you're two, three, four, five, six, seven through... 18, if you are minding your own business, you don't know that anybody's doing anything. And then you hit the real world and you're like, oh, everybody's flawed for real. Like, not in a negative way, but like, everybody's got their stuff. You know, people just live. They get through the day, how they get through the day. Right. And we've decided some of those things that people do to get through various parts of their day are sinful. Like printing off a personal flyer at the office, you know, right? Is theft. 
And so, you know, your office may not care, may not notice, but God saw, you know? And so it's, it's like everything is a little moral compromise. So you got to wade through it and use your internal voice. And sin not, lest ye be judged. <laughs> Right, that's a that's a lot of weight to carry around, though. Like, Not really. You don't think so? No. See, um, I think all of that. Sure, sure it is. But it's um, it's what you know. Like when I find kids that become fundamental and like hardcore, or their families do, and they're like 12, 13, 14. I'm like, oh, good luck, buddy. <laughs> right, that's gonna be rough. You know, like you gotta buy into this stuff way early for it not to feel like a lot. Because you're not doing anything. You just you don't do anything in the first place. <laughs> you know, and then uh, you still find ways in which you're a complete screw up. Sure. So it doesn't it doesn't matter. You can't you can't behave your way in any way shape or form into anything true like, nothing will fit your religious model of what you should do like you'll never like paul what was paul it's like i'm the chief of sinners uh-huh and that's like the guy who based everything on paul like i know it's about jesus <laughs> but the religion of christianity is... it's all based on paul paul's a a murderer <laughs> and then uh, I was like, yeah, man, I, everything I don't want to do, I do. And everything I know I should do, I don't do. And I'm the worst. All our heroes are flawed. Which I actually think that's interesting that you said that, because I actually think that's a lot of what people feel when these celebrities commit suicide. Is, oh, like... Everyone struggles. Everyone's flawed. Yeah, that, that that's why we have to talk. I, you know, that's what causes. That, I think you're right. It's because that was that was part of the grocery store deal. It was man, I would have loved to have been him. Right. I'll take his life. You know, it's like you saw what TV wanted you to see. Right, or what, even what he editorialized with his editors and stuff. You know. Well, I don't think he was. He's a fairly transparent man. You know, I don't think he was hiding any. Sure, but I'm just saying you you weren't seeing him not be able to get out of bed because of. Yeah, sure, yeah. Of his yeah, depression. Yeah, yeah. You weren't seeing yeah. the bad days. You were seeing the days he was filming and knew he was going to be filming and had to show up for his job and make it happen. As opposed to, the, yeah. again, the, just the day in, the, the day out struggles. And so when you see that, when you're faced with that, like, discrepancy between what you think someone has and is and, mm -hmm. and then what what happens to them in their darkest moments I think it's it's a really hard thing to wrestle with yeah, I, I like to listen to Mark Maron's podcast occasionally uh, and he reposted an interview with him Anthony Bourdain in, from 2011 and I was telling you earlier like he was talking about how when he was growing up he had he and all his friends had bought into this uh, the American dream idea of you know we're middle class 
white America, uh, our lives would be better than our parents. Uh, and we're not going to have to do anything for it. You know? And like that drive, that whole everything's going to work out and be awesome and better than the way I had it. And then either not getting there or getting there and then still feeling sad is crushing. And there's no, there's no like level up that'll fill something that you're missing, you know? Absolutely. And so it's like that, these moments are, they, they wake you up to what it is to be human here now, like in this time period, like we're experiencing this life. It may be different from people we've read about. People will that'll happen later, you know, but like that drive is hard. And who knows how much pressure it is of in and of itself. The the drive of I'm supposed to have it better than Yeah. My parents did and not have to do anything for it. Because it's so vague. It's it's not what's stated. better. What's better than your parents? What does that look like? Is it a bigger house? Yeah, is it more wealth? Or less debt? Like, you know what I mean? Like, we, me, personally, growing up, I was like, I want a bigger everything. You know, I want nice stuff because my parents worked really hard. And, you know, they're sending me to school and making me work hard. And the point of this is to do what we're doing. It was like, you know, a little bigger. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then... But that's interesting because it wasn't like my parents weren't happy. Right. You know, like it wasn't as though things weren't great. But there was still, there's this innate, it's not a drive even. It's like a requirement. I'm supposed to go make more of this. You know, I think that's what becomes, uh, debilitating about it because it's not really your your want like at your core it's not necessarily something you really wanted it's just you're like oh i'm supposed to do this right you buy into the capitalist machine basically so then if you fail it sucks and then if you succeed it sucks because you're like this doesn't feel like anything because i didn't want this (laughs) right i didn't want this what i really wanted was to like I just want to hang out. You say, but yeah, be happy and hang out. But then they call you hippies. I know. But, but people, you know, people like to enjoy each other. Like, you know, it's weird. It's weird that that's weird. Right. That people would rather spend more time socializing or hanging out or t- doing anything than uh, producing. But see, again, that's what, you know, part of the way that what makes capitalism work is that you have to convince everybody that they need to work all the time. You need to work all the time so you don't get fired. So you can pay for the stuff. But again... I need the stuff. But it's not about the stuff. It's all about the stuff. Man, it's just not. I tell you... I mean, it's, it's a little bit about the stuff in the sense of, like, if you have to worry about where your next meal is coming from or if you're going to be able to pay sure. your mortgage or yeah. if you're going to... I mean, like, there's yeah. a little bit about the stuff. Like, I understand that and I understand the struggle and living paycheck to paycheck and all that stuff like but 
at the end of the day, if you can have the basics covered, you know what I mean? If but you can get the, the basics harsh, covered. That's kind of the harsh cutting reality of it. It's like everything over that is surplus. Like it's vanity. You know, even if you're not vain or don't see yourself as such, wouldn't think anyone would see you as such. It is. It is. And that's okay. I mean, you know, it is what it is. (laughs) We got lots of stuff. (laughs) We don't have lots of stuff. We should stop saying things like that. Um, Oh, none of those episodes ever aired, did they? No. (laughs) Uh, um, But like... It's weird. It's weird. It's weird to to be in the top whatever it is, like 1% in the world if you're middle class America. Right. Um, but then everyone in middle class America is struggling. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's stupid. It's so stupid. It's based on so many things that, like, when you pull it all apart, it doesn't, none of it makes sense. Absolutely. You start pulling the threads, and you're just like, uh, like, what is this, you know? And then you get into these, like, deep existential questions of, like, well, what is happiness? And, and you know, I think there's a spiritual component of happiness. Um, I know that I'm happier. See, that's that kingdom of heaven stuff you miss. That's what I was, that's where I was headed. Exactly. Is like, I believe that, you know, through Jesus and abiding in the Holy Spirit, we can have the kingdom of heaven, you know, here on earth. And that that was part of it. And that if you really look into the, into the scriptures, that's a lot of what is discussed is, is the kingdom of, of what's the difference in the wording? I can't remember. It's like, so the difference is just, it's which gospel you're referencing. They're, when when quoting Jesus, like they're interchanged between the Gospels. And so there's no, it's like this weird deal. Like essentially, a lot of times someone would ask Jesus about eternal life. Like how do I obtain eternal life? How do I get myself prepared for eternal life? Whatever. And we've been kind of taught this narrative of here's how he answers these questions. But he really redirects people, which is, this is not a hot take. I'm not, this is not a weird interpretation. Um, He redirects and reforms their questions into something else. And he typically points it into how can people love, how can people show that they love their neighbor now uh, the way Jesus would feel they should. Like, it's a lot of that. Um. Like the rich young ruler stuff. So giving everything away uh, to the poor. Right. But then no one believes that Jesus was saying everyone should give everything they have. Nobody believes that. You know? Uh-huh. And then he also didn't tell him that that was going to get him into heaven. Like he just, he didn't talk about that. He talked right. about establishing a rule of his authority right then like starting right then and he also talked about the kingdom of of god here on on earth being like life more abundant like this is what's going to 
make you fulfilled、yeah. and happy and peaceful. And, right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's 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 he wanted these this group of people. You start living this way.、Um, others will see how enriched your lives are by how you're loving each other. That will be attractive. And more people will want it. Yeah, and it's it's but they weren't doing anything. They weren't selling them a bill of goods per se. Per se, they were meeting needs like the Acts Two Church. Everyone talks about. They were, they actually did collect all their stuff and sell it, and like make sure everybody had everything. Right, make sure、needed. everybody's needs were taken care of, and that everybody、Took、was okay. Care of single mothers and like it's all like in the scripture that that's what they were doing.、Uh, And then you know that's where the church grew from. It wasn't, it wasn't about a position of authority to go、uh, worship at at the moment. You know, nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying it was against that, but like that's not. It wasn't just a shift from going to temple to church. Like it was a mind change from following this particularly. Interesting path of meeting all the law code and finding yourself short over and over and over again, and that crushing defeat, you know that that pressure, and relieving that through、uh, outwardly giving of yourself, like love, time,、yeah. uh, whatever. And it's, but that was that was for everyone to be. More fulfilled now,、uh, living under that rule, regardless of what the cultural impulses were of the day, or the political rules. It was if we're all behaving this way all over the world. This is my. That's my kingdom. Yeah. Now. That's the point, and that. But to well, me, that's way more the point、thing. than the fear of hell, like the fear of what's going to happen in the afterlife. And it, but it's it's and it's the same thing is is accepting Jesus in the first place. Like it's oh, like this is the way my world is now, you know, and viewing everything through that lens. Like that's the path, the way, and that's a lot different than avoidance. Like some you know a, a, a theology of avoidance and restriction and. It's different. Yeah, and it's not just different semantics. It's truly different if you really approach it differently. Yeah. I mean, I think. Yeah, I hope. Because I don't know. <laughs> right. We're just having discussions. We don't、uh, certainly have anything figured out. Just talking it Neither out. Neither does anyone else. Exactly. You think you do? <laughs> no one does. You think you do? I'm okay with. I think the points to have the conversation, right? Sure. Right. Maybe I'll have the conversations about yeah about your faith and spirituality. I don't know. So yeah, if it's all about the conversation, then we're going to keep having them. So we hope you join us for season two of the Couples Therapy Podcast, while we keep exploring life and love and faith and all kinds of stuff. Um, so yeah, if any of that was tough to listen to, or if we were in any, if you felt we were in any way cavalier with any part of the suicide stuff, we apologize. We meant nothing. 
Bye. Thanks. This has been the Couples Therapy Podcast. You can find us at CouplesTherapod.com, CouplesTherapod on Twitter, or CouplesTherapod at gmail.com if you nasty.